Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Jesus sends out 70 of his followers. We often hear about the 12 disciples, but 70 others he sent out in pairs to every town and place. And this is one of the stories, I think, one of the most powerful stories of works of, uh, of faith done by Jesus' followers uh, to take place before the time of his death and resurrection. You know, after this, the story of his, his death, resurrection, ascension, and the time of Pentecost, then we see the disciples, the famous disciples that we know of, going out and performing works of uh, great power in the name of the Lord. But here, while he is still among us on earth, he sends out 70 others who are unnamed in pairs to every town and place where he himself wanted to go. And he said to them something that is, was true then and is true now. The harvest was plentiful, but the workers are few, and therefore go out and labor for the Lord. Now, he sends them out and tells them to go to te- from town to town and to bring peace with them. Never enter a house without saying peace to this house. And to this day, any uh, liturgy that takes place in a home, such as a home communion or a blessing or an anointing or uh, last rites, when the priest enters the house, he or she is first to say, peace be to this house and all who dwell in it. And so first, firstly, they bring peace, not discord, not chaos. They are to be humble. They are to eat what is set before them because they deserve to, to eat, but they can't go from house to house. And they are to cure the sick and to say to the people, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Now, they go out and they do this and they come back rejoicing. I think uh, possibly for the wrong reason. They come back rejoicing because they say, in your name, even the demons submit to us. But Jesus says to them, in order to perhaps put them into their place a bit. I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. I have given you power to do these things. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So, in other words, they are to remain these humble servants of God who have been entrusted with a great power. That power of faith, that power to move mountains, that power to tread on snakes and scorpions. And we too, I think, are called in our own time to be like these 70, to go out into the world and to bring peace to people. And we can do that in large ways and in small ways. And we are to go out and to show God's healing love to people. We might not be able to Uh, cure the sick or cast out demons, but we can extend God's love and God's healing grace to people. I think I've I've said it before that I once, uh, I used to conflate healing and curing. We can be very sick and still be spiritually healed. We know that we are all dust and unto the earth we shall return in one way or another but that our immortal souls are the things that are really important. And those souls are the things that, through God's love, we can bring healing to. 
And this is what St. Paul was getting at, I believe, when he's talking, when he's writing to the, uh, to the Galatians in the epistle that we heard. In fact, he was so excited about what he was writing. See what large letters I make when I write in my own hand. I love that little, that little glimpse into his humanity. But he says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. There was a time early on in the church when there were, well, there are different factions in the church today as well, unfortunately, but uh, at that point in time, a number of, one camp sort of believed that Christianity, or what would become Christianity, was the fulfillment of the promise and that of, uh, and Judaism would just sort of evolve into this new thing with Jesus at the head. Obviously, that did not happen. There were others who felt that Jesus' message was open to all. Those who followed the law, you could still follow the law and be a follower of Jesus, but that wasn't required because Jesus brought something new to the table. And so there were disagreements between those who felt that you should follow the law and be circumcised and those who felt that that sort of thing didn't matter. And what um, St. Paul is telling them is that while... Again, following that law isn't in and of itself bad. If that's what you boast in, if you're boasting in something of the flesh, it's not going to last. Now, this flesh can mean literal flesh, as in this uh, practice, or it could be anything of this world, anything sort of temporal that we put stock in, anything that takes us away from the true message of God. And we hear this in other parts of Scripture too, don't we? That where our heart is, there will our treasure be also. And do not store up treasures on earth where moth and rust corrupt, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And this is what he's trying to say to them. If you're going to boast in anything, boast in the Spirit, because the Spirit is what lasts for all eternity. We have a limited perspective here as human beings, and we try our best to understand and get close to God and to eternity while we are on this side of the veil, but it's not entirely possible. So we have to work at it. And even though uh, we are incarnate beings and we need things to survive, such as food, such as clothing, such as housing, uh, we need these basic things, and God wants us to enjoy the lives that he has given us. Nevertheless, we are to always remember what is truly important, and that is eternity and our eternal souls. And I love that uh, what, what um, Paul says is that neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. And what we should always do is, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. And how wonderful it is to, to sing that theology, uh, as we just did in this beautiful hymn, God of Grace and God of Glory, where we pray that God uh, save us from the wanton, selfish gladness, rich in things, and poor in soul. And save us, this is an important one, save us from weak resignation to the evils we deplore. I think that's one of the most powerful lines in all of our hymnody because it gets right at the heart of who we are as Christians. We are human beings and life is hard. It's an uphill battle. 
And so we can just resign ourselves to going with the flow or just, you know, as long as it doesn't happen to me, I can turn a blind eye. But we see evils happening all over our world, in all parts of our world. And so as Jesus calls us, as St. Paul calls us, and as, and as we today call each other out, we need to remember to, to be awake and not to, be, uh, to weakly resign to the evils we deplore in this world. And to, bring, to go out, as Jesus sent the disciples, to, to spread peace, to spread healing. Not uh, as the Galatians, uh, and not be like the Galatians who get uh, tied up in disagreements about things that really don't matter. But always when we have the opportunity to reach out in love to one another. Jesus says, see, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. But what, what you have, what you lambs have in the midst of wolves is the peace of God, is the power of the Holy Spirit, is the power of love and redemption and renewal. And we keep that within ourselves, but there, there's such a superabundance of it that we couldn't possibly contain it. And that's not what God would want us to do anyway, because it's not what he did. He sent his own son into the world that all people through him might be saved. And so we too, his disciples, though we may not ever be named in scripture, we may not ever be canonized as saints, we may go down to the dust and be forgotten. Yet nevertheless, like these other 70 nameless saints of God, we're called to go out into the world, into the midst of wolves, to bring peace and love, healing, and reconciliation, and to, endeavor, to always remember, as, as God gave us the great example through his own Son, to never resign to the evils we deplore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.